Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking about how t-shirts can change the world. I am so excited to bring to you this interview with an amazing, amazing woman, Erin, who created a t-shirt company called So Worth Loving. Hey, Erin, it is so awesome to have you with us today. I I am so looking forward to talking about So Worth Loving, and I just love your company. And I know it started out as a blog, which is totally awesome. And has just evolved into this amazing clothing company. It's even more than a clothing company. As you say, it's, it's kind of a mission. So I'd love just starting out. Maybe if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself and how So Worth Loving came about. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so stoked to be here. Um, yeah. So Worth Loving, you know, it's, it, I didn't set out to start a clothing company I like to say I, it just happened. <laughs> I, uh, I was, I had a full-time job working for a nonprofit as an art director. And before that though, like I graduated high school, I didn't go to college. I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. Um, and when I, when I found this, not this organization, I basically begged them to hire me. I told them I would do the grunt work. I would do take out the trash and do whatever it was that they, 
would let me do. And so they hired me and I got to do some of the little counterproductive tasks. And over the course of four years, they just continued to trust me and give me more responsibility. And um, I learned very quickly that I loved art directing and I loved working with graphic designers. And so by the end of my um, job with them, I was overseeing designers and doing uh, all their print and web development in addition to their uh, uh, videos and basically anything that correlated with their message and their and their mission I got to be a part of. And so um, I was doing that. And then in addition to that, I was also a uh, musician by night. And I learned very quickly that iTunes does not pay my bills. <laughs> and it was my full-time job that did that only. <laughs> and so I, um, but, but in the midst of that, I had a music video that went viral. And so I was incredibly overwhelmed by the response and very thankful for the people that supported my music. And so I thought, I wish there was something that I could do that I could give them or that I could create for them that was something they could identify with because they've been a part of my ride with my music. And, um, and so, so worth loving came to my mind and I thought, well, what if I spray painted this on shirts and this was, or what if I created fan merch and this was maybe the phrase? Cause I wanted to do something that was not a lyric or my face or my name. I wanted to do something that the fans of my music could identify and make their own. Yeah. So, so worth loving came to my mind and I said, okay, well maybe I'll just, I'll just start doing my own shirt. So I went in like, I had a craft room at the time and I went in my craft room and I got these cardboard stencils that I bought at Hobby Lobby and I had fabric spray paint that I just had in my drawer. And I thought, let's just duct tape these stencils together and I'll spray paint some shirts. So I started spray painting my shirts and then uh, I started spray painting my friend's shirts and then their friend's shirts. And then I thought, wow, like a lot of people want to carry this message. So maybe this is what I'll do for my fans. So then I, uh, so that's what I did. I uh, put it on my music blog. I said, anybody that wants to mail me their personal t-shirt, I will spray paint this phrase. So worth loving on the back of your shirt and I'll mail it back to you. And for free, I just wanted people to know that they were worthy of love and that they were valuable and that they were good enough, no matter their past mistakes, no matter their relationship status, no matter what society has casted upon them, that they are valuable because they are a living, breathing human being that deserves that love. And uh, I thought I had like a few followers on my blog. Uh, (laughs) I did not realize that I had a lot of people respond <laughs> to wanting this message. And, and so I had, I had done over a hundred people's rent shirts that I were strangers at one point and now are family. And, uh, it, I was just really overwhelmed honestly by the response in the best way. I think I was, I was naive into thinking, you know, you see a lot of messaging out in the world. That's like, you're loved or be brave or, you know, you're like, like just all sorts of good enough or, but, but it, there's nothing that scratches deeper than just the surface sometimes. And so it was crazy because 
I started seeing people be very honest and real with their stories of why they felt unworthy of love and why they struggled with self-worth. And, and, uh, it wasn't that I was just receiving t-shirts. I was receiving people's history and their stories and what they want the future to look like. And by that point, I thought, wow, if all these people in my inbox knew that they, they, uh, struggled with this and that they weren't, you know, and that they all thought they were alone, well, then they wouldn't feel alone anymore. And so then it became a blog too, where we shared people's stories and, uh, the, just the struggles and transparency and being vulnerable. And, and that's when I real like, I, I actually realized that I was just like, wow, you know, it's very common to feel unworthy of love, but uncommon to talk about it. And so we're going to talk about it. And so, uh, we do. (laughs) So now, so so six months later, I'm rambling, uh, six months later, after I started doing that, I launched one t-shirt with a print and like an, I actually got it screen printed instead of spray painting them. And then it was on cyber Monday when we launched that. And then it just evolved into what it is now, which is a clothing company that, that carries and stands for this message that you're worthy of love. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet, and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report and (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. 
You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. I just think that is, that is so amazing. And, you know, I talk about money, obviously, and I talk a lot about, you know, the mistakes you made, like they're in the past, everything's okay. We uh-huh. can, we can counteract anything, you know, and I don't think there's enough mm-hmm. positive messaging out there, especially with millennials and young people. It's like, you know, everybody's telling, you know, oh, you guys are doing everything wrong, or you're not, mm-hmm. you know, you're not great at this, or you're not great at that. And especially with society and everything that's going on these days, and, and particularly because I think, you know, it's easy for us to get news and information, but we hear about all of these tragic things happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was listening to a, a message this weekend talk about, you know, how powerful the word love is and how, you know, most of us don't even know exactly what that means. You know, mm-hmm. we throw it around like, well, I love you and I love cupcakes mm-hmm. and I love pizza mm-hmm. and I love sunny days. And, you know, but, but the meaning of the word has almost been lost. Yeah. And I think it's just so awesome that you guys are taking just this one, you know, simple and yet so important phrase. And obviously with the response you're getting, people want to share their stories and they want to know that they're worth loving. And I just think yeah. that's, that's so incredible. Mm. Oh gosh. Thank you. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's true. It's, I think that's what I realized is I, when I went through some personal struggles with anxiety and panic attacks, and I, I had not known of that before. I had not know I was a very unfamiliar feeling for me. And so when I went through it, I thought, Oh my gosh, am I going crazy? Cause I no <laughs> none, nobody had talked about it before. Nobody in my friend group, nobody like in my surrounding circles, nobody online, obviously, cause you know, we live in the society that wants everything to look perfect always. And so I was just, I was like, what in the world? And then when I found out like half of like more than half of the population struggles with anxiety. I'm like, why aren't we talking about this? I think you have more anxiety on your anxiety than you do have anxiety. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So I think that was something that was very important as we grew as a company was that is the forefront is making sure people don't feel alone. And that I think that if you don't feel alone, it gives you enough energy to start seeking help or start taking care of yourself more. Absolutely. Yeah. So you go from like spray painting t-shirts to now you have 
you know, this legitimate business that I think you probably didn't even know, obviously was going to go in this direction. (laughs) So how do you, as like somebody who is, you know, you're basically learning as you grow, talk about that transition of like taking this business from, you know, that infancy up to kind of where you are now, you know, if you learn any, you know, great lessons along the way that you can share or what Mm. has that process been like for you? Yeah, you know, that was a really hard process. And I feel like I'm just now starting to, to um, come on the other side in like the in a good way. Because <laughs> I, uh, in the beginning, you know, it was just something that was just a project slash not even a project. It was just something I wanted to do and, and love on people. And so it went from like loving on people to a full-time job that was extremely comfortable. I had benefits. I had like a salary. I don't know what that is like anymore. Right. <laughs> and, um, so I went from like so much comfort to, okay, I'm doing this and I have no money and I'm buying quantities that are super small because that's all I can afford to like just like it to snowballing it. Cause it's like, I didn't have an investor. I was, you know, debt free. I was just, all right, I made this much money. I bought this many shirts, I made this much money. I bought this many shirts and it just, so it was hard for me though, mentally going from, I want to love on people. I'd rather just give shirts away for free. Cause honestly, if I could just give away shirts for free, I would do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, cause our, our mission and our heart is so much bigger than, than a t-shirt. Um, and so, so anyway, so it was hard. It was a challenge for me to think through sustainability. And I had a mentor of mine, um, who had been just very, uh, successful and surrounding himself with wise people and then selling his business. And, and, um, he's, uh, years older than me. And he said to me when I was kind of going through that transition from like baby phase to this is a business, I think from like baby phase project to business. He said to me, why are you, why do you feel so uncomfortable about making money? And I said, well, cause I don't want people to think that's my heart. Like, I don't want people to think I'm greedy. Like I don't want, it's not my heart to make money. And he said, but in order for you to impact and to spread and for it to be sustainable and for you to have the type of energy that you need to make it go, it's got to be sustainable. Absolutely. And I, and I think it was that conversation that completely switched my mindset. It quit, you know, I quit being guilty, like feeling guilty of trying to make something sustainable or thinking I shouldn't make it sustainable. I should just continue to do spray paint shirts and give shirts away for free. Cause that's what it's all about. And it still is. But I think it was him saying like, in order for you to continue to have the energy and the drive and the passion and to spread the message worldwide, it has to become sustainable. So I had to work through a lot of like self doubt and like, well, why me? Like who, why, why should I do this out of all people in the world? I didn't go to college. I didn't, I, I was an editor of the yearbook and that's like all I had as far as credentials go. Uh, my parents, I will say side note, like my parents, they manufactured furniture for over 40 years and I did grow up in like the retail industry. So I had like a lot of like you know, retail blood and, and me and, and my grandma also owned a furniture company. So I had like the entrepreneurial, uh, just blood go pumping through my veins. Yes. But, 
other than that, like, I'm just like, why me? Like, well, I don't know how to, I don't, I'm horrible at money. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> um, but I surrounded myself. I think that was the thing is that cause I didn't know. And I was, I was able to admit it. I have no clue what I'm doing. I mean, so many people have heard me say that I have no clue in what I'm doing right now. And I think admitting it would then help me figure out and seek help. So for me, it was saying that and then finding mentors that were great at at those areas. You know, it's okay that I wasn't good at money, but I was really good at like other things like vision casting and what some of my, the heart is. And so, you know, marrying, 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 marrying the two, (laughs) marrying the two, um, I think is really important. I think becoming teachable and, and staying that way because you'll never fully know what you're doing. (laughs) Right. And those are great, just uh, life lessons. You know, I think more people, you know, if you can just humble yourself enough to realize like, okay, I may be really good at like these one or two or three things, or, you know, it may even be just one thing. I'm I'm Uh good at this, but you know, I need the help of like everybody else in order to bring this whole vision to fruition. I think that's awesome advice. Mm. Oh, well, I think it was, you know, my, one of my mentors said to me, the best, the best thing you can do, for instance, cause I had asked him this question. I said, there's this, this person that owns this clothing company and they're willing to pour into me and just check up on me and, and call me once a month and give me advice. And, and, and I have nothing to offer them. Like they are so successful. Like there's nothing I have to offer them and I don't know what to do. And like to, to show how thankful I am. And, and, and my sister said to me, and she's, she's just a incredible businesswoman. She said, Aaron, the thing that you can thank them, like how you can thank them is by doing what they say to show that their, their breath is, is actually being taken into account and you're wanting to challenge yourself and you're being taught and you're staying teachable. It's like, that's what, that's what you can do. And I love that. And so it just kind of, I feel like, like you said, I think you can carry that in all realms of life, whether it's business or personal. I think it's just remaining teachable. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. 
Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, like, where where are you going from here? Like, what are you working on? Um, you know, what what's kind of cool things that are ahead for you? Yeah. Well, so, you know, when I first started... And so we started four years ago and almost five and someone said to me, like, you have to write your five-year plan out and like all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to write it out. And then every like four months it changed. Right. <laughs> and so, um, and, it, and, and, you know, things that I envisioned didn't go that way. And then things that I didn't envision went a different way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad it went that way and not how I envisioned. And, and so, um, I feel like I've been on this ride. And I, so I say everything with a grain of salt, but, um, we are opening our very first retail store and I'm really excited about it. We're actually here today, like setting it up in our space. Um, we went from a water heater closet in my house to like 300 square feet office co-working space to a 400 square foot co-working space to my house again, to another tiny, tiny 400 square foot space. And we just moved in in January to our new space. That's 2,300 square feet. Wow. That is so awesome. <laughs> so it's a little bit more spacious. Yes. <laughs> a little bit more elbow room. Yeah, a little bit more elbow room. I think my team likes me better because I'm not beside them directly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and so we have a lot more space to dream and to uh, – some figure some things out. So our retail space, I'm really excited about because it's uh, about 500 square feet. And then the rest of our building is fulfillment and offices. So the front portion is an actual storefront um, in East Atlanta Village, which is a really cool neighborhood here in Atlanta. My husband and I live here in East Atlanta. And so we're opening our first store. We're carrying a few other like-minded brands in addition to So Worth Loving. So we're going to be carrying Tom's and Seiko designs and giving keys, crochet kids, all brands that are um, just socially conscious and, and doing some really powerful things in their communities. And so we'll be partnering with some of those brands in our retail and then um, just continuing to expand online and working on new product always every season. 
Uh, but we're starting to get used to having an office and having a place where we can do some brainstorming and, and like be able to plant, we can actually plan seasons of product now because we have more space. <laughs> I should imagine that, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so will you continue also to like build out online or is the focus kind of more on the, the store there? The um, focus is our online store. It's our number one uh, baby because we reach so many people online and, and that's, that is our goal is to just reach so many people with our message. And then our online, our physical store, brick and mortar is just a place that kind of brings our, our product from a digital screen to on, to in person, make it come to life. So it's nice because we did pop up. We do a lot of pop up shops and we love being able to hug people and hang out with them and, and just have that like that physical touch that you don't get to have when it's online, you know, hearing people's stories face to face versus through an email. So while our store, our physical store is going to be a good focus of our brand, we'll continue to focus online and expanding more product online. Awesome. And, you know, there's like a ton of people listening that are, you know, in different sort of phases of their entrepreneurial career. Some obviously have more established companies and some are just starting out. I was wondering if you could give any like tips of advice of those people that are kind of, you know, they're in the, I guess you would say kind of the hobby phase of their business. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they have something, it, maybe it's robust and they're like trying to make the leap into, you know, like a full fledged company where there's a salary and all sorts of things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously there's a, there's a lot of like money components that go into that. You know, do you raise money? Do you invest your own money? You know, all of those sorts of things. But I, I was wondering if you could just give any tips like from your own, your own experience or advice you've gotten about, you know, how can you even like psychologically kind of take your business from, you know, let's say it is a blog and you've got, you know, X amount of followers, but you think you could legitimately turn it into a company. Are there any tips that you could offer on that? Yeah. Yeah. I have a few thoughts. So I think, um, first thing, I have so many thoughts. I'm ADD. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I can say everything at once. Uh, <laughs> um, I think that it's really easy. And when I, when I first started and I was in like the, the idea project phase, um, I would see companies that I admired that would share their journey and that, but they never shared some of the nitty gritty. All of a sudden it was like, you know, I just struggle here and here, but, and then it's like, and then they just arrived. Like how did, how did they go from like this to that all of a sudden? Right. <laughs> and, um, I, I had always promised myself that I would never not expose or share or whatever, you know, what, what that process is like, cause it's sucky sometimes. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good word. Yes. And it's not glamorous. And so I want to say first and foremost, like whoever is listening, if you're in that phase and you're just like, you know what, you know, trying, you're comparing yourself to other companies and you're trying to figure it out and you're not sure. Um, well, you're not crazy and it's not glamorous and online may make it seem that way, but it's, it's really hard and there's a lot of risk and that just comes with the territory. And I feel like a lot of people don't say that. Like, I feel like they don't say there's like when we signed the lease to our new building, I had no clue how I was going to pay for it. Right. And, um, I took the risk, not saying that you should take like unwise risks, but I took the risk because I had sought out counsel from other people. So I would say, 
find yourself a community of other like people that are a few steps ahead of you. Not there's, it's good to find people that are on the same stage of life as you. So you want to have that. So you feel normal, but put yourself around people that are a few steps ahead of you that are going to challenge you, challenge your product. You're going to hear criticism that you may not like or agree with, but try to apply some of the things that they say. And it kind of, I mean, it goes back to asking lots of questions. I mean, if it wasn't for my lawyer, I'm, and asking him tons of questions and him, you know, being okay too with like, I know like lawyers are expensive. Finding a lawyer though, that understands you're in the incubation stage. My lawyer did. So there was, there was like four months where, you know, he did a lot of work for me and I couldn't pay him. And, and, and I made like small payments to him. So finding people that are ahead of you that can speak into your product to then help you to grow to that next to their phase. And then you find people that are a phase ahead of them and a phase ahead of them. So does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, good, good. Um, I think that that has been the biggest thing, um, for so worth loving and just for my personal growth is, is being okay with criticism, um, and accepting what other people say, like their opinions. Some of them are hard and some of them you don't take to heart. So you've got to gauge and you have to figure out who you're going to trust um, and who's, you know, who's trustworthy, who are your safe people is, is what I like to say, identifying a group of safe people and, and giving them permission to speak into you. That is so awesome. It's so, such awesome advice. And I like, I feel like we could talk for like an hour. <laughs> oh, I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're so awesome. And you have so much information. And hopefully we can do like a follow-up podcast because I, I love I, that. I love that you're, you know, there's not a lot of people that are willing to kind of strip back and be really honest because these are, these are tough things. And, um, and I, like I, like I said, I just think there's just not enough information about, you know, real true, like entrepreneurism and about the struggles of it, the reality of it's tough and money's tough. And sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Um, but you know, everybody goes and looks at your website or looks at your product or whatever it may be and sees this shiny thing and thinks, oh, it must be, you know, so easy, or they got there so easy or so fast or whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You're right. There, there aren't many things like that out there. So I would love another follow-up. I'd, I'd be happy to share our the nitty-gritty and the, the process because I think um, more businesses and more ideas can become sustainable when other people share Awesome. So just to, just to one last question, I like to ask everyone kind of just a goofy, goofy, fun question. Oh yeah. Um, so if you had, you know, just kind of like unlimited money, right? Money was not a problem. It was your bank account was full. Like, what would you be doing? Would you be doing this or would you be like lounging on, you know, some Island in the South Pacific or. (laughs) Oh gosh, what would I be doing? I think. (laughs) <laughs> I have, there's a few things that I think I'd be doing. One of them, my husband and I had the idea back in the day to start a snow cone business. Oh, that's awesome. And we wanted to do a vintage uh, Airstream and go to campuses, like universities, um, festivals, music festivals, um, basically where there's tons of people just go there and we wanted to do we wanted our snow cone business to be called snow worth loving <laughs> that's great 
<laughs> so, I mean, what stinks, what stinks about my dreams is that it's like, I feel like I'd still own some sort of a business. Right? <laughs> so there's not much <laughs> relaxation because I think I'd go crazy if I was just on an island. <laughs> but if I was on an island with a snow cone business, I think I'd be, it'd be, it'd be so fun. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. And I know all the listeners just love to hear the story. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait for the next one. Awesome.